This wasn't the exhilaration she'd felt on Perem. That had been heat, fire, light. This was a cold flame, one that burned low and blue. She felt the corpses rise, one after another, answering her call. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. Today we are going to go over chapters 21 through 25 of Crooked Kingdom by Lee Vertigo. Um, so that was a good quote. If y'all are just like following along, it might spoil some things in the next chapter. Well, no, because it was mentioned in like the last section. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, it's just like we're seeing it borne out like in, in this section. Oh. A little, little tease there. This this next these next few chapters are are a roller coaster of emotions. That's a fact. I smiled a lot. I was sad. <laughs> it moved. I me, was Bob. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Veggie tells us that where he's like, I laughed, I cried. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I need to watch Veggie Tales. I can't remember. Honestly, I might do that tomorrow. You know what? Tomorrow in the car while I'm traveling, I will listen to the Veggie Tales country album. As that... you should. As you should. That completely wrecked mine, yours, and David's, our friends, <laughs> Spotify wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, um <laughs> the my favorite is Jesus Take the Wheel, sung by the French pieces. <laughs> she didn't even have the time to cry. <laughs> It's just so good. I love um oh what's his name? Nebuchadnezzar, the well that's not really his, but <laughs> I love the the guy from the the, ch- the bunny chocolate factory singing nine to five and then Mr. Lud's like, You're the boss. Why are you singing? And or no, um oh the French peas saying mm-hmm. they didn't sing uh Jesus take the wheel. That was someone that was else. Mr. Lud. Uh, yeah, uh, the Amer- the P- the French peas sang like like an American. Oh, song. they they did. <laughs> I think the, Hold the on. mythology I'm... of the song was that they had just gotten their, <laughs> their citizenship, <laughs> and they're like, "And I'm proud to be an American." Veggie Tales go Bob and Larry go country. Oh. Um, so good. Oh, God bless the USA. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just so good. Today, I became an official citizen of the USA. <laughs> if y'all oh. haven't, sorry, we got off topic real quick. <laughs> if y'all have not, go listen. It's just so good. Go listen to the Bob and Larry from Veggie Tales Go Country album. <laughs> yeah. You will just you will like not laugh. regret it. I yeah, it will, bring, it will bring joy to your life. <laughs> you'll laugh, you'll cry, it will move you, Bob. <laughs> That's how we got on this. So, That's how we got there. Anyway, uh, chapter. Let's get back to the chapter. <laughs> chapter 21 is in Kaz's point of view. If we remember, we left off last time and Kaz and Wyland were breaking into um, Van Eck's safe and Kaz gave Wyland some like dad wisdom and then Hecka Rollins was behind him saying, oh, 
wow good and it in <laughs> fact was not good um it <laughs> was very bad so um the cat the chapter starts with Kaz just almost being in a blind rage because anytime mm-hmm. he he sees Pekka hears him his mind just kind of goes numb um and mm-hmm. he just wants revenge um and so he uh is just in shock because they weren't expecting Pekka Rollins there and we get a, a description of Pekka Rollins and it's Kaz kind of reminding himself that he's Pekka Rollins but he's also Jacob Hurt soon like he mm-hmm. is not just the king of the barrel he's he can be taken down uh, but we get yeah. a description of of Pekka and he's wearing a green striped waistcoat um with the beginnings of a gut um <laughs> trousers um, buddy. and and green trousers so like just garish. It's not easy being green. Well, apparently for Pepper Rollins, it is. <laughs> He's like, it ain't easy being yeah. sleazy. <laughs> it ain't easy being sleazy, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Um, and Rollins is kind of taunting him. Um, uh, Cause he, he pulled, so Pekka Rollins pulls out a watch um, that replaced the one that Kaz had stolen. And uh, <laughs> Rollins makes a comment about it. Um, and uh then he tells Rollin Pekka tells Kaz that um the rest of his people are getting everyone at Black Veil um and that he has something special prepared for the Wraith and that was the wrong thing to say that was the wrong thing to say because everybody knows everybody knows Kaz and Dinesh um (laughs) except for literally the people it's about other than that everyone knows yeah um and Kaz when Pekka Rollins threatens her, um, he just even, it's not even a blind rage. It's just uh-huh. absolute fury. Um, and he's thinking of an edge and. Um, when is he it, not though, to be fair? That's true. And he's like thinking of her and worried about her. Um, and then Rollins kind of taunts him saying, it wasn't that hard to figure out what you were doing. All I had to do was think about what I would have done when I was younger, when I was young and dumb. Yeah. So again, just taunting him. Uh, yeah. And Kaz is like, oh my gosh, you're working for Van Eck. And um, Pekka Rollins, um, he's like, oh no, no, no. I'm working mm-hmm. with him. I was smart enough to get my money up front. Um, another Woof. slight to him, which that's fair. That's um, fair. <laughs> that and, one's earned. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Rollins tells Kaz that he told Pet that he told Vanek that um Kaz would always be one step ahead of him because he was thinking like because Vanek was thinking like a businessman mm-hmm. and Kaz kind of recoils at that because he has he's like Ooh. he's um, like that's why I can beat him because he's just like a smart little mercher. It's like mm-hmm. I um yeah sorry I thought you were gonna say something else. No, <laughs> no just big yike. Um and big uh, yike energy. This is kind of funny though. Pekka tells Kaz, um, where quote, whereas you, Brecker, think like a villainous little thug. You're me with a lot more hair and a lot less style. <laughs> that is kind of funny. You get like a sense of like Pekka's like not at the top of his game anymore, which I mean he he's kind of portraying himself partnering with Van Eck is like the smarter thing to do, but the reality is he's getting old mm-hmm. and he's settling down a little more. 
And yeah. so he's kind of begrudging Cass's youth there. But it's also kind of funny because Pecker Rollins, who is wearing all green, says, <laughs> I have more style than you. Right? It's like, please. Can France would disagree. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I know your cereal is magically delicious, but you don't have to broadcast it to everybody. <laughs> y'all i'm so sorry while we're recording this i'm a little tired i'm very tired so i'm a little unhinged but it's fine so if i laugh extra at things it's fine we're fine um but then rollins tells kaz that he was able to get the one up on him because uh kaz takes things too personal um that he doesn't look at the big picture that he just likes to hold a grudge grudge and then kaz says quote, I don't hold a grudge. I cradle it. I coddle it. I feed it fine cuts of meat and send it to the best schools. I nurture my grudges, Rollins. He's so dramatic. Oh my gosh. If some little 17-year-old punk-ass bitch said that to me, (laughs) and I'm on the top of my game, I put on my cutest outfit this morning, like felt really good. I'm feeling good. Like, and some little 17-year-old with a smirked lip said that to me, I'd be like, what? (laughs) Like, he tastes the back of my hand real fast. (laughs) But it's also, I think it's so funny because he could have stopped it at, I cradle it, I coddle it, but sending it to the best school. No, no, he full sent it. He was like, I put it in little suede shoes and make sure it has a rain jacket in case it rains before he gets home from school. I tuck it in at night and make sure it's sleeping on the cold side of the pillow. I kiss its little forehead and check under its bed for monsters. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> like, like, bro. It's actually so funny. Um, and uh, then Rollins tells him, oh, you know what? You could have worked for me. Um, oh. And Kaz tells him, absolutely not. I would literally rather endure torture than do that because that yeah. is the worst thing. Um, and uh, Rollins and tells him like, oh, you know what? Again, Vanek and I are working with each other. We understand each other. Um, we know what growing an empire is. And that's exactly what we're doing. Um, so now give me the seal. And so Kaz takes a seal that they had just taken from just got um, Rollins safe uh, and holds it up. And um, as he's doing this, Peck is kind of relishing in his success, alleged success. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and as he's <laughs> alleged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so as he's doing this, Kaz reaches in Wyland's um, satchel and um, thinks, you know what? If you don't, if you can't get through a door, just got to make a new one. Um, <laughs> when God closes the door, he opens a window. Yeah. Um, and while he's doing this, Rollins is just talking and he wrote, you know what? That's always the flaw with villains. They just, they get they too monologue. caught up in their own success. Yeah. They get too caught up in their own success. I think of Dr. Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I think of, um, what's his name? Of syndrome from the incredibles mm, he goes mm-hmm. you sly dog you got me monologuing because <laughs> like, it's so true they're just so like egotistical yeah they can't help but be like <laughs> about it they want to hear themselves talk yes um and so uh he tells he whispers Kaz whispers to wyland to get ready and um wyland again lit- again litmus test baby um <laughs> is kind of hesitating and uh, as Kaz tosses Pekka the seal, he pours the acid onto the floor and yeah, um, get after it. 
it uh, like smoke rises up and then Kaz uses his cane to hit the floor to break it. Um, and the floor essentially falls through because if we remember the acid will break through anything essentially. It's like, it's like battery acid. Yeah. Um, and I wrote, I would love to see this scene on screen. Gosh, I would too. We that need that so spinoff. Good. Yeah. So bad. Um, keep hashtagging season three, Six of Crows spinoff, all that jazz. Um, and then before he leaves, Kaz tell, tells him, quote, see you on the other side, um, smashes the floorboards, and then they, like, crash through. And when they crash through, they fall right onto the dinner table where all the merchant council is having dinner. I just love that. Hilarious. I just um, love that. Yeah. And uh, Kaz gets up, drags Wylan with him, um, and everyone is shocked, uh, obviously, because no one was expecting <laughs> dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> and um vanette calls the guards to get them but has like run slides uses his cane to like knock out their knees yeah so like rip to them they'll never be able to walk again um but oh well uh and they right. run out huh i said right oh yeah um so they run out and into the little boat um where roddy was waiting for them um and uh Kaz tell Kaz and Roddy pick up the oars and start rowing and he tells them you know we got to go and he also tells Violin to let off every bomb and firework that he has so he sets them off and the guards that had been chasing after them kind of recoil to like um to take cover uh and um Roddy's like you said you were gonna be in and out without anyone knowing and Kaz's like okay well you know what plans change plans Um, plans change part of being a good leader is being adaptable yeah. And I wrote, I would love um, a Roddy interview scene, like a reality show. Oh my gosh. Like a talking head with Roddy, like a cutaway. Like I'm just the or guy. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so funny. Um, and then he mentions that uh, Pekka Rollins was there and Roddy is kind of hesitant because people go up against, they're willing to go up any against anyone, but Pekka mm-hmm. Rollins is kind of a different breed. Yeah, um, and Wyland starts to argue that they have to get back to Black Veil because everyone's there. And Cass tells him, "No, shut up, um, <laughs> shut up, shut up." That if they're already there, there's nothing really we can do. Everyone knows the plan. Like if something happened, yeah. um, it's and, time to put our money where our mouth is, basically. Mm-hmm. And Cass kind of pauses to think, be- which he hasn't really had to do, but mm-hmm. he's thinking that he needs to get to Sweet Reef to get a Nej because he doesn't know what happened to her. Um, and uh <laughs> i love this quote as well quote to hell with revenge to hell with his schemes if rollins had done something to a nudge kaz would paint east stayed with his entrails and again we know that kaz already absolutely detests pekka rollins because of because he blames him for his brother's death mm-hmm. but if he had done anything to a i think kaz would not he wouldn't even like, go after I destroying think, his life yeah. he would have just he would have just ended pecker rollins there like yeah because then it wouldn't have been about vengeance anymore it would have been about an edge mm-hmm. um and he's kind of thinking i was the one who made this plan i couldn't save everyone i put her in danger mm-hmm. um and uh so he tells them that they're going to go to the warehouse district um and that um, they can't really worry about Jesper Matthias. They're good fighters. They know what the plan is. We got to go. We're going yeah. to Sweet Reef. Um, 
and uh, Wylan is like, you said we would be safe. And Kaz tells him, there is no safe. Yeah. We do what we can, but no matter where you are, there is no such thing as safe. Safe doesn't um, exist anymore. Yeah. And which is <sighs> sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaz is going through his ideas like, you know, we don't have the seal to get the ship. So no seal, no ship, no way out of Ketterdam. I don't know how we're going to do it. And I really thought that he had gotten the seal. Um, like I know. I thought before. he did like some, sli- some sleight of hand or something. I know, which is kind of a bummer. Um, and so then Kaz tells Wyland to start rowing. Um, and that is the end of chapter 21. There it is. Onward and to upward. Chap- yeah. And chapter 22 is in Nina's point of view. Um, and it starts with Nina hearing a nege um, on top of the silos. Because remember, Dunyasha, the dramatic ass. Dunyasha, that ass. weirdo. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> Nepo child <laughs> Dunyasha. Like, ew. I was reading this just thinking, eh. Like, is it what from um, from Clueless? Which is like, as if. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's how I feel about Dunyasha. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so Nina hears them and looks up and uh, she realizes like, oh my gosh, there's, there's someone up else there. up there. Um, and uh, um, Nina realized, well, sorry, before that she was watching Inez just cross and she's thinking, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted just watching her. And I wrote same girl. Honestly, um, same. <laughs> um and uh so she like had to wait um until the second signal or she had to give two signals before Inej actually walked across because she can see her walking across but it looks like she's walking across nothing because it's so high up it's it's ugh dude I'm I'm so scared of heights uh, she and Nina watches Inej walk across and is willing her to be okay like willing her to stay up like Um, manifesting mm mm-hmm which I get that. And mm-hmm. um, she was about to put up the next signal and then she heard laughing um, and the guards put up a, like a warning signal um, to call reinforcements just in case. But when Nina sees the crew, it's a group of the Dime Lions. So Pekka's crew are there. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nina looks up and is like, okay, well, Ines should be putting the next Weevil in. Um, but, uh, hopefully the crew can't see her. Um, and the crew calls out to the guards, Hey, um, we know you have a heart render here. So we're looking for her. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're looking for her and, uh, she's thinking, Oh my gosh, how did they find us? How did they know we were here? I don't know. What about the Grisha? So she's having all these thoughts. Um, and the guards are kind of hesitant, but then the dime lions hand them up a letter with a red seal and that's Van X seal. They're his silos and the guards realize, Oh, well they were sent on Van X orders and just go back inside. Yeah. They're like Um, legit enough for me. mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, the guards are gone and Pekka's crew, the dime lions call out quote, come out, sweet Nina. Pekka's got work for you. Gross. Ew. Disgusting. 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 Um, and she see Nina sees that the guy has a chain in his hand to like take her captive, essentially. Again, we say disgusting. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. 
Um, and she thinks about taking the yeah. pill that she got from Tamar um, to kill herself because she she doesn't want to be taken captive. And, and the thing is, I get that, but this also seems like very soon after receiving the cyanide pill to yeah. be like, oh, gotta use it. I'd be like, yeah. Nina, honey, are you okay? She's not. I you mean, need we to know talk that. to somebody. I know she does. They all do. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> you know. Not that this is like a minor inconvenience, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like, you don't really, you shouldn't have even thought about that. Are you all yeah. right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, And they make another gross comment about coming to get her. And I just, ugh. So gross. Um, and uh, she's thinking, okay, well, they have the shackles. They want me alive. That's good. Um, You know what? Maybe I can buy them some time. They don't know. Um, They still think I have powers. Like they mm-hmm. don't know about the param. Let me just do this and so she puts on um a face again strolls out like shakes out her hair mm-hmm. um and goes out there and everyone points a gun at her she's like oh my gosh i am not gonna pekka's not Little gonna want me. me if yeah if you guys um shoot me a whole bunch of times like i'm not gonna be really abused to pekka so maybe don't do that mm-hmm. uh, and she tries to flirt with him and she makes small talk with him um and she's like well they should lower their guns and he tells her well we know how heart renders power works so that's not gonna happen <laughs> so um no mm-hmm. and she kind of plays like oh well what's the price like what is pekka gonna give me because if i'm gonna cross calves i want it to be worth it yeah and she's so um, good yeah and he's like uh no there's you're coming with us um willingly or not we don't care there's it's not up for bargain um and so she, again, is trying to stall them, um, and uh, he, like, it's just gross, again, just gross, man. Just, um, yes. Lee Bardugo so, is so good at writing really icky and really wonderful men. It's so true. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have to have the ick to appreciate the wonderful in the context of literature, not in real life. Yeah. But it's still, like, ugh. She does write some just absolute, like, disgusting human beings. Yeah. Um, and then as she's trying to distract them, she they hear something above. Um, and he's thinking, oh, my gosh, Inej, be quiet. But then they all look up and there's someone else on the wire. And Nina did not expect that at all. We did not <laughs> expect that. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody sees yeah. it coming. <laughs> Um, and Nina's thinking, oh my gosh, there has to be a way to help her. And she's trying with all her might to Ugh. find Danyasha's heartbeat to help Inej up there, but she can't find do anything. Something. Um, and then the Daimalian is like, aren't you going to help her? And she tells him, oh, she can help herself. She's fine. Um, and uh, then the Daimalians start encroaching on her. They don't like run towards her because they still think she can use her powers. Um, but when she like puts her hands up, nothing happens and they're all really confused. So then they like grab her, um, which is gross. Um, and she's looking up and, um, she sees Inej again, trying, she realizes that something happened to her because she's unsteady, Mm -hmm. um, and is trying to think, how can I do this? And she knows that there's a net, but she's the only one there who can do it. Um, and she's reaching inside herself for anything like to use any her powers. Wrap of power. Mm-hmm. Like and then she does she feels that coldness again. Um and 
I love the way it's described. It's just so good. Like mm-hmm. a deep, cold pit of despair. Um, and she reaches out and um, uh, finds, like essentially finds the bodies that were on the ship. Uh, um, on the Reaper's barge. It really yeah. is. It's like a mirror image of a heart render's power. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really like. I think it's interesting. I was um, so surprised by that when I first read it. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, same. Um, and then the Dime Lions put like a chain on her or tried to put a chain on her wrist. And one of them says, put it on her neck too. Again, gross. Ew. And they're like pulling her hair Um and she's thinking, I, I have to do this. And she pushes them away and like uses her hands to call her powers and set like things come to me. And uh, the dime lines like grab her and are holding her back. And then all of a sudden um, uh, she describes using her powers as a cold flame, which, oh, so yes, good. that's why that I like that, yeah. that quote for this episode. Cause it's like of just how different it is. Like if, heart render power is like the surface of a lake then it's like her powers before are on the like the reflection the person looking in and her powers now are like the reflection underneath like it's just um and then they like grab her and she hears screaming all of a sudden um and gunfire um but then they uh kind of let go of her um, and all the dime lions are startled, shocked, afraid, <laughs> aghast, um, even, yeah. um, because there is a noise and the dead bodies were pushing Ugh. against the fence. Um, and she, can you imagine? Them. No, Jordan, I literally like, can't. can you imagine? <laughs> I don't want to. Well, I mean, I, I obviously don't either, but here we are <laughs> having to imagine. Like one of the guys, one of... <laughs> Ew. it's just awful. I'm, it's just, but it's that's where if I had my own cyanide pill, <laughs> like the TikTok <laughs> trend of the guy from um from what is that movie, Ghost House? Is that what it's called? Like where he <laughs> where he grabs the thing and, goes, and then oh. runs out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would be honestly. me on my cyanide pill if zombies yeah. started coming at me. Um, but it's interesting because um, they their cheeks are flushed. It looks like they're alive, but um, some of them have like gaping wounds. Gosh. So it's clear that they're dead. And um, I love this quote in the book, quote, they were lovely and they were horrible because um, it looked like they were alive, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. and uh the corpses break down the fence and start to go towards her and um the dime lions think that they're coming for nina um and so they run which <laughs> is like, good and bye. so then nina thinks okay go to the net go get it now put it up and so mm-hmm. with her powers she gets the dead bodies to get the net um and then all of a sudden she looks up and the wire went slack um Inej fell, Nina screams, and then Inej's body hit the net because the the dead bodies were able to pick it up. Let's go, zombies. Which I'm like, oh my gosh. And then Nina's thinking, thinks set her down and they put the net down gently. And Mm -hmm. Nina goes over to her and hugs her and Inej hugs her. Um, And uh, 
then all of a sudden they hear another voice saying, quote, Annette, that seems unfair. This bitch. <laughs> Girl, go away. Like you were. Nobody likes you. <laughs> like, Look, I'm sorry. I don't condone bullying, but Danyasha needs to get bullied. No, that's the problem with Danyasha. She's the kid who never got bullied because she mm-hmm. was like, her parents were like the homeschool principals. Yeah. <laughs> and so she never got bullied. Yeah. And um, Nina uses her powers and um, puts the dead bodies in between Danyasha mm-hmm. um, and her and Inej. Uh, and Danyasha is upset. She's like, you know, I bested you. I did better than you. You should concede. You should be Bitch. dead. And Inej is like, what? Inej is like, literally, what is your damage? Uh, and then Danyasha bows and tells her that they'll meet again. And Nina, now speaking for all of us, says, quote, someone likes drama. I mean, really, who wears white to a knife fight? Girl, (laughs) we asked that five chapters ago. Honestly. I wrote, look, I wrote, thank you. Yes. (laughs) Nina being the best, like, girlfriend, like, what is their problem? (laughs) So Danyasha scampers away, freak that she is. Um, and then Inej looks around and asks Nina, are, are they, that she is, uh, Inej looks around and asks Nina, are, are they, are, are these people are these, dead? Are, are they dead people? Um, and she's like, kind of, and Inej is worried that she used Perem and mm-hmm. Nina assures her that she didn't, um, but she doesn't quite know exactly how it happened, how she's able to do it. Um, and then she's thinking about where Grisha power comes from and like what she was taught at the little palace mm-hmm. and how um, she was taught that their power connects them to life in a way that other people can't understand, especially for a corporalki. Um, it's they deal in life and the taking of it. So again, like Jordan said, it's a mere image of what corporalki power is. Um, I'm sorry. Is har- it is really sad. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's heartbreaking, but um, I think the way you put that is is really well. Um, and it's sad because she doesn't. It her, when she was little, figuring out how to use her powers, she knew that using her powers meant that she would never be alone because she was connected to life itself. Mm-hmm. And now she wasn't, and think and it's a mistake what she feels. It's like um, how she centered her identity. Yes. Like everything about her was connected to the fact that she was not only Grisha, but that she was a heart render. Mm-hmm. And now having to redefine her relationship with herself and with her gift, mm-hmm. very difficult. And so now she's thinking, okay, we have bigger things to worry about right now. We got to go. Um, and uh, he's like, I'll unpack that later, which yeah. means I probably won't. <laughs> which means I never will. Um <laughs> And uh, so she tells them the bodies to go be at rest and they all go back to the barge. Uh, they start like, running. Uh, <laughs> like, they like are sprinting. Um, me when someone tells me I can go to bed early. <laughs> running. Honestly. I really. <laughs> that should be an, a, a TikTok. Like no one. <laughs> the corpse is running back to the barge. Oh, the TikTok audio I sent you. The fitness gram pacer test. <laughs> yes. There we go. Now we got there it. There it is. There it is. Um, oh my record gosh. Record it. Make Nathan do the running. 
his face will be so serious, you know, he'll be like, exactly. It would be so good. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Um, so anyway, the bodies are running back. So many good audios for that. <laughs> I'm thinking of the run. <laughs> um, oh, so, so good. Anyway, back to the book. Um, <laughs> Nina's like, okay, or Inez, Inez takes the throwing stars out of her and it's like, we gotta Gosh. go. Um, and she's like, well, Nina asks, where should they go? Because if Pecorellans found them, then they probably found Black Veil. Yeah. Then, like, the whole well, operation is compromised. Yeah. Um, and again, she thinks of the Grisha. She thinks of everything. Thinks of the little pill in her pocket. Um, but then she's also thinks of Zoya and Jenya and Tamar thinking, oh, my gosh, they trusted me. And if anything happened to these Grisha, I will never forgive myself. They won't forgive me, and I will never forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as they look at the um boat with the bodies um what did we call it what is it called uh the Uh, reaper's barge yes the bodies all had a like ashy gray color to them so it's almost like she brought them to life but not yeah which is crazy Um, and then all of a sudden they see two people racing towards them and nina's ready to like call the bodies back but it's (laughs) kaz and wylan um and Uh, like take a, a breath um, and Nina hears Inej whisper quote we'll fight our way out together which is what Kaz told her at the beginning um, and uh, Nina looks between Kaz and Inej again everybody knows um, everybody knows and they're looking at each other with the same expression and um, he looks at me and I look at him. <laughs> um, and Nina is thinking, I know that look. And if I ha- uh, I love this quote, quote, Nina knew that look. It came after the shipwreck when the tide moved against you and the sky had gone dark. It was the first sight of land, the hope of shelter and even salvation that might await you on a distant shore. Uh, Be still by freaking heart. So good. I'm like so many good. Just this uh, like we say it every week lee bardugo masterful just so good in, in imagery in dialogue in, oh in my symbolism and yes that's the word oh uh, just everything stunning absolutely stunning absolutely stunning um and let's see in chapter 22 there it and is then on, on to chapter 23 um yeah. which in wyland's point of view uh, and he's thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to die right here. No one's going to remember my mom. Uh, it's so sad that he's not, he already assumes nobody will remember him. So he's like, no one's going to remember my mom. No one's going to know she's alive that cares except for me. Yeah. And he's thinking that he wants to be brave, but he's surrounded by the bravest people that he knows. And even they're kind of scared. Like which, freaking out. Uh, oh, bud. Um, and, uh, as they are rowing slowly through the canals, um, the Stod Watch are out. Everyone is out, essentially looking for them. And um, Wylan notes that Nina asked about the Grisha, but before she could really say anything, Cass says, "No, we literally either they're either there's, dead or they're safe. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing for us to do for it." 
Um, and Wyland notes that he uh, knew it was serious because Nina didn't even argue with Kaz. Yeah, that's how you know stuff's not in a good spot. Yeah. Um, shit does not be okay right now. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there that I'm tired. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. It, it do. do be like it is. Um, and then Inez tries to comfort her. And then after that, no one talked um, until they like rode. And then at one point, Kaz tells them to stop. Um, and they got out and kind of hid. Um, and they can see the Stod watch. And Kaz realizes that they're setting up blockades. So um, they like can't go through the canals anymore because that's where they're setting them up. And so mm-hmm. they continued on foot. Um, and Wyland is thinking... Kaz is right that there there is no such thing as safe um that between his dad and Pecker Rollins they had to own half the city how are they ever going to get out um and they got further and further from the barrel so they were going into the nicer part of town and um then in the nicer parts of town were um less Stodwatch so the Stodwatch mm-hmm. were concentrating in like the sketch parts of town I don't you know well that's it's not because like yeah, no, it's it's because mm-hmm. that's how Pekka and how um what's his name? Van Eck are generalizing Eck. the um the Kirch population, you oh, know. No. Uh-oh. No, it just paused for a second. We're good. We're back. Okay, back. sounds good, good, good. You know, like that's how he's it's it's not that it's like the sketch part of town, but it's mm-hmm. like he knows that's either where they're gonna go or mm-hmm. thinking as a merger, like that's the part that needs to be policed the most. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. That's it's a true. reflection of, of his reasoning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kaz is taking them through um, alleys and back roads and um, highways and byways. Yeah. I love this. Um, Wylan is thinking that it, it's like, quote, Kaz had a secret map to Ketterdam that showed the city's forgotten spaces. Um, which is a good way because Kaz just knows the city and Jesper mm-hmm. is worried about or sorry Wyland is worried about Jesper and if he'll be there where when they get um, to wherever they're going uh, <laughs> and he's thinking what if he died he's like no I can't think I can't think Don't take that way <laughs> oh bud um, and uh, then Wyland thinks of he remembers the first time he saw Jesper and uh he saw Jesper um almost like a different being and that the first time he saw him he was wearing a lime green and yellow suit (laughs) because of course he was which I love it and so now Uh we had a flashback um and on Wyland's first night in the barrow he just walked around um until he asked someone where there might be a room for rent and the guy's like that sign says there is right there he's like "Oh, oh sorry I didn't see it um and so poor poor baby um and so Wyland goes to this boarding house and it was really cheap so the little money that he had that his dad had given him he like uses it um and takes a bath and tries to warm up um and uh the <laughs> this is funny he doesn't sleep well in in the boarding house it's a cheap boarding house it's not mm-hmm. great um, and he remembers, quote, the couple in the room above him were fighting. The couple in the room below him were definitely doing something else. <laughs> like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, and in this flashback, he's thinking, my dad couldn't have, couldn't have wanted me killed. Um, there's no way. Maybe 
maybe his like there's there's no way maybe his goons just did it and Ugh. um he's just trying to justify it somehow uh but then he's thinking okay i need to make a plan because um i've never really had to work for anything like it might not have been a happy life but everything was provided for me but it was um, like a privileged life mm-hmm. and so yeah so he has that realization of privilege for the first time really um and so again he's thinking no it had to be a mistake um but then he pulls out the envelope that his dad had given him that were was allegedly the papers for the university and they're soaking wet mm-hmm. he pulls them out and there wasn't even ink on them his dad just gave him an, gave him an envelope with um <sighs> blank papers just empty and so he realizes his dad did try to have him killed like, and he was so all too possible mm-hmm. and he was so sad and tired and scared that he stayed inside for two days but then realized he had to do something um because he didn't have enough money to stay there and so he wandered um wandered around trying to think of of a job that he could have um and he asks a man like i'm looking for a job what what can i do and the guy tells him a young thing like you can make good money <laughs> which is kind of funny but it's serious um <laughs> and Wylan is is he's a god he's he's like oh <laughs> me oh my god he calls him quote a young dollop of cream <laughs> which gross but it's kind of funny in this it's gross. It, he's almost like flattered but like no I don't want to do that yeah um and so Wyland goes to work at a tannery which is interesting because that's also what he did in the show Mm -hmm. um, before he joined the crows um and so he was paid basically nothing for working at this tannery mixing dyes cleaning things um and he notes that most of the people who worked there were women and children um and that it was exhausting work they barely got paid anything no one really talked to each other um, and it was not safe because of all the chemicals and fumes that they were inhaling. Uh, and then one day he heard the um, person in charge, like the person in charge of the dye in the fabric complain about how they were losing gallons of dye and things ran too hot and um, like blah, 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 blah. And then Wylan, um suggested that they added salt water uh, to the tanks and mm-hmm. the guy is kind of upset thinking why in the world would I do that and Wyla explains that it would raise the boiling temperature and that you wouldn't lose that much dye and you would just have to clean out the tanks but um, yeah you know it's like fine. what do you know and Wyland's like a, a lot actually yeah and so the guy gives him a hard time but tries it and it made things work better um because Wyland is a smart He's little guy smart. Um, and so then he started asking Wyland more questions about different things and, um, Wyland came up with, um, solutions for, for these issues. And all of a sudden one day, um, a tall, lanky, a boy, tall glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> a dollop of cream and a glass of <laughs> a dollop of cream and a venti espresso. <laughs> basically actually literally that's what's happening like truly not mad <laughs> at their combined frappuccino capability like, compatibility love it um so jesper walked in and um wyland's first thought of seeing him was that he had the most perfectly shaped lips he'd ever seen so it uh, was love at first sight which is uh, real cute 
Um, but uh, the boy Jesper goes up to Wylan and um, says, you know, I've heard you're pretty good with chemistry. Wyland was not expecting that, um, but agrees. He's <laughs> what like, yeah, is going on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, chemistry, you say? Like, between you and I? That would have been a good one. <laughs> that would have been a good one. Um, and uh, so Wyland notes that he had um, taken more, he had been uh, diligent that's the word. Could take me a second. Diligent in his math and science studies because reading and writing were hard for him, um, and so he wanted to be good at something um, to quote compensate for his other failings. Poor little guy. Oh, goodness, <laughs> breaks my heart. He's um, literally like a chemical physical genius. Yeah, but because and, he can't read. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while Jesper gives Wylan a note, it's like, okay, well, when you get off um, work, come to this address. Um, we have a job for you. And um, Wyland says, oh, I don't know where it is, but just because he can't read. And Jesper sighs and says, oh my gosh, I will walk you there. <laughs> Be outside um, at this time and asks Wyland's name. And Wyland tells him Wyland Hendricks, his mom's last name. Um, so sad. And so um, uh Jesper tells Wyland to meet him outside at six and think and kind of mu- m- murmurs that, oh my gosh, Kaz is insane for thinking this, but Kaz knew. Um, oh, and Kaz knew what he was doing, sending Jesper to collect him. Like, let's yeah. be real. Kaz, the matchmaker Brecker. Yes. Um, <laughs> His real passion. Like, modern day Kaz would be like this, like, seemingly heartless, like, cold businessman who developed a dating app. Honestly. That has, like, incredible success rates. Yeah um and so uh jesper picked up wyland and they walked um to um a back room in a in a shop and he met uh, kaz and anej and they told him that they needed flash bombs um but he told him he told them that he couldn't do that because he didn't want to make anything that would destruct something Mm -hmm. um but when he got back to his boarding house that night he had his first letter from his dad because he could recognize like his dad's handwriting, like the lettering of his name. Um, And he knew that his dad was just taunting him. Um, And so he went over and over the like proposition from, from Kaz and the dregs in, in, in his, before he went to sleep. Um, And so the next day he went to Kaz and agreed and built his first um, little explosive device and he knew that it was illegal, but he does note that what he made in a few hours, um, what he, the money he had made in a few hours was more than he had made in a week at the tannery. And I will mm-hmm. fair wage, fair wage. Kaz Brecker. He's fair. He is. That's he's strict, but he's fair. Yeah. Strict, but fair. Fair wage. Like, come on. Good guy. Um, and then he, Wyland notes that the letters from his dad continued um, sometimes more, uh, like multiple times a week. And every time he got them, he would just put them underneath his mattress. Um, and that he also notes that the more he worked for Kaz, the less scared he felt. Um, and eventually he would just make his way out of, he would get out of town. Um, he would have enough money. Um, he started and, like believing in himself. I know. Um, and Wylan thinking back on this, 
um, realizes that Kaz knew exactly who he was then um, and that he had placed him under the drugs protection so nothing would happen to him. Um, and he he does realize that he he notes or is thinking, I keep saying notes, realizes, thinks, whatever. <laughs> um, he knows why Kaz sought him out in the first place, but is also grateful because without him, he doesn't know where he would be. Yeah. Kaz fair wage Brecker, Kaz matchmaker Brecker. He was working multiple angles. He's like, yeah, this is for something that is going to benefit me, but it's also going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, Wylan thought that with Kaz's help that he could get revenge on his dad. Um, mm-hmm. But even now, like he he's having a little bit of doubt, not in Kaz, but just in in their plan because they thought it was mm-hmm. foolproof. Um, and so eventually they get make it to the financial district of Ketterdam, which is one of the wealthiest parts of town. And uh like the biggest strip part of yeah, town. Wylan is nervous because this is where his dad's presence would be like very strong and his business would take place. Mm-hmm. And they are in the alley of this huge building and they take a back entrance um and are in an elevator and Roddy leaves them so it's Kaz, Wylan, um, Inej, Nina in the elevator and it's going up and Wylan, Wylan realizes that they're in a hotel um, and that they went through the servant's entrance and they get to like the top floor, the penthouse suite mm-hmm. and knock on the doors and Confey he answers. So it's just for his dad um, and just for his dad because it's midnight, it's past midnight. Jesper's dad in his, in his, is in his pajamas. In his little jammies. And tells him they're over there. <laughs> um, and uh, He's not Cole, even surprised at this point. Yeah. Um, and so when Cole moves aside, they go in into the hotel room, hotel suite. Um, and uh, <laughs> my heart. Um the Matthias and Jesper and Kway are in there. And when Matthias saw Nina, he got up straight away and like picked her up in this huge hug <sighs> because he, he tells them they couldn't get through some of the blockades and he was so worried. And um, then they were all hugging and Wylan was a little teary eyed. It was emotional. Um, and I'm a little emotional. I know. <laughs> I'm a lot emotional, like, but he didn't want Jesper to see him cry. Uh, um, but he does know that um, uh, even though Jesper looked, you know, kind of ragged after the fight, that he had that glimmer in his eye after of, of the after fight like um, exhilaration, his after, his after fight glow. Yeah. And Wylan realizes how much they all mean to him, that they are really his first friends and his only friends that he's ever had. Uh found family (laughs) he's just looking at this like helter skelter arrangement of people and being like i would do anything for them Mm -hmm. but he also knows that they would be the people that he would choose yeah he's like if they do anything for me like they're um and kaz is the only one not hugging and nina calls him over like get over here you big old softy and then (laughs) i was just like no no it's no he's He's fine actually (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and then Jesper notes, oh my gosh, Inez, you're bleeding. Um, and Colm speaks up and is like, should I call a doctor? And everyone, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and he's like oh you're right my my bad <laughs> sorry for being like a good person mm-hmm. um and then Colm asks them if he should ring for coffee um like call room service and Nina says yes and waffles please and they're all shocked again like <laughs> you have an appetite girl (laughs) catch me up (laughs) and then Nina helps Inej um kind of bandage up her wounds by cutting up the towels in the in the hotel room um I I got an update on my laptop that came up okay there we go um and uh the uh maid comes to the door like with the room service cart and Colm is like no 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 I got it don't worry about it we're good Mm -hmm. um and uh, Wylan asks where they are, and they realize um, they are in the Ketterdam suite. Um, it's a very, <laughs> very fancy suite in this hotel that Kaz has put them is. up in, that Kaz put Calm up in. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, uh, Nina and Inej come out, like, from Nina bandaging her, and Nina grabs a plate of waffles and sits down next to Matthias. Um, and, uh, she jokes and says, quote, I'm sorry, Matthias, I've decided to run off with Jesper's father. He keeps me in the deliciousness to which I have become accustomed, um, (laughs) which that's funny. Um, and then Jesper asks what happened to, to Inej and Inej just tells him, oh, I, I'm, I made a new friend. (laughs) Except she's not a friend. She's a bitch. Except she's crazy. Um, She's insane. She's so Um, weird. And that Wylan also notes that even though there was a good table for them to use and sit and eat and drink at, um, Colm was the only one sitting there. They were all just kind of huddled around, kind of wanting to be close to each other after what they just, what had, had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesper again, kind of speaks up and says, what happened? And he was like, oh, Inej fell 20 stories. Um, like it's fine. And Wylan is like, well, we, um, put a hole in my, my dad's ceiling um <laughs> and also nina can raise the dead <laughs> like they're matthias, all kind of like one-upping each other yeah and matthias almost drops his his little teacup um at that and <laughs> nina's like i can't raise them um they get up but like they don't i don't think they come back well did they i don't they don't come back to life i don't think they come back to life <laughs> right I'm, they don't come i'm pretty life. sure I'm like 99% sure that they don't. <laughs> I'm like to life. 85% sure. I'm like kind of sure that they come, don't come back to life. I like did this for the first time and they all went back on the barge. And so who knows what's going on? Look, I don't know. It just happened. I did what I had to. Um, and <laughs> Matthias is super confused, but realizes, oh my gosh, that's why you were able to use the bones um, and yeah. little Ravka. Um, and they're really confused about her powers because it's it's not like this is something. weird. Nobody's ever heard of this before. Yeah. And the dust that she used to kill the guard at the lake house um, was because there's uh, like family plots close mm-hmm. by. Um, and so anyway, they realize Param Grisha power changes it. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and. Uh, here we go. Um they ask away, like, is this what happened? He's like, well, you survived. So we don't really know. There's not enough testing, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unclear. And, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Nina's like, 
Oh, great. Lucky me. I'm so happy I survived. But then Myas, Myas, Matthias asked, quote, is it so bad? Because he has like had this revelation about Grisha and their powers and what they could do. Um, But uh, um, Nina just looks sad because again, she's like lost what she thought was she lost her identity like she's not she, there yet in that in terms of accepting yeah. this newness mm-hmm. about her but because matthias loves her so much he got there real quick uh, <laughs> he was like you're alive you have an appetite again mm-hmm. like your cravings seem under control for Perem. Yeah. like this is i see this as an absolute win yeah and inej notes that Perem took nina to the brink of death but maybe she brought some of that back Mm -hmm. living with her which it also also brought death to the brink of nina yeah you know um but again love that um love that comparison and then matthias speaks up and says quote or gel extinguished one light and lit another Uh, (laughs) growth screaming crying through i was literally reading this on the plane Mm -hmm. like smiling just like I just love Nina Matthias so much. Me too. Um, and uh, then there's like a little bit of back and forth there. And um, he just tells her that she's grateful, that he's grateful she's alive. And she tells him, quote, you're better than waffles, Matthias Helvar. And he says, quote, let's not say things we don't mean, my love. Ah! I am deceased. What's the SNL? Um, uh who's the guy is it Stefan and he's like I think so <laughs> y'all can't see but I'm putting both my hands up on my <laughs> it's accurate I am just I, <laughs> again reading this on the plane this was the part I like put the bookmark in you're and like, closed it. you're like kicking your feet like like oh my god oh my god I love it so much <laughs> it's just so um, good uh and so anyway, um, uh, there's like a little bit of a knock on the door and everyone reaches for their weapons and calm <laughs> sighs and goes and opens the door. <laughs> um, and it's just specked. Um, and uh, so they get an update and Kaz asks if they have access to the co- clock tower. Um, and so they all go, Kaz goes up to the clock tower and they all follow him and they're looking out in the clock tower. They get essentially a, 360 view of Ketterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can see the smoke that was on Black Veil, but then um, all of a sudden um, they, or sorry, they are like looking around and Wyland notes, like he can see his dad's face, but he, or his dad's face, his dad's <laughs> like house, yeah. um, but wishes that they had just burned it to the ground. Like, good, but good, good for you. Good for Honestly, you. with his family, that's gross. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Kaz tells them that Specht told him that they are, they've closed the harbors. They're shutting the city down um, and that uh, people will riot, but they're going to blame the crows, not Vanek mm-hmm. or Rollins. And uh, then they look out and there's a mob of people going through this, like a parade, a mob, a huge mob turning into a parade. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, they're going through the streets and it's all of the gangs in Ketterdam, including the dregs looking for little poops. Like- I know 
looking for the crows. And um, I I wrote, it's like a militia. It really is. Because all of them had purple armbands, which means they had been deputized by the Stodwatch mm -hmm. to act as a police force. Mm -hmm. It's messed up. It's a wild. We could get into a very deep discussion about that, but I'm we're not there. We're not there. We're keeping it as light as we can. It's the wild west out there right now. It really is. Um, and they also have added bounties for Kuwaiti slash Wildlands, um, Wildland. <laughs> and um, uh, oh, when when they see that the last group is the dregs, they're all kind of heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kaz realizes that, like the dregs again, he is essentially their leader, and they had turned on him which hurts. Yeah. And I once again wrote Ketter Dam. Ketter Dam. That's tough. <laughs> um, and so they realized, oh my gosh, we're going to be hunted by everyone. They're going to shut down the city until they find us. There's no way we can get it out of Ketter Dam. Um, and Koi's like, well, can we just wait? Like we're fine here. And Cass says, wait for what? Like we can't wait here for death. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everyone's um, an idiot. And the Koi, shockingly speaks up and is like then turn me in um give me to van eck and they're like no um they're they like go back and forth on the plan because they're like then everything we have done the ice court would have been for nothing mm-hmm. um like if you and kuwait tells them well if you give me up you guys can go free and they're like that's absolutely not going to happen um and kuwait notes well he tells nina you should have just killed me in the ice court and Nina makes light of it. She's like, well, if I had killed you, Kaz would have killed me. And then Matthias <laughs> would have killed Kaz. And it just would have been a whole thing. It would have been a whole mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're trying to kind of figure out a plan. Um, but no one has one, not even Kaz. Um, but then yeah. Kaz says, like, no one has a reasonable plan. Um, and then Kaz tells him, you know what, I'll, tells them I'll give myself up. Um like pretty much to get an edge out of the city safely. Um, mm-hmm. But he tells them, I'll give myself up. They can't lock me up forever. And they kind of talk some sense into him thinking, bro, Vanek knows how good you are with locks. There's no way he's ever going to lock There ain't you. no way. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're kind of like trying to figure it out. And Kaz is being stubborn. And mm-hmm. um, Jesper actually talks back to Kaz. He's like, you you can't do this. Like this might be your city, um, but you don't have a crow club. You don't have your shares in fifth Harbor. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You don't have a gang. Like, what are you going to do? And this is the first time that Jesper has talked back to Kaz in a non-joking manner. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kaz is being defiant and saying, I can do it. Just watch me. Mm-hmm. And Jesper says, quote, damn it, Kaz, what are you always telling me? Walk away from a losing hand. Um, and Kaz is trying to convince them, hey, like, I'm giving you a way out of this. Just take it. Like, I'll yeah. take the fall. He's like, I'll be the fall guy. I deserve it. You guys don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And then Jesper is not having any of it. Like, he is very upset that Kaz is just willing to throw in the towel. Just be because, like, ah, we tried. Yeah. Um, and Jesper is like, we are in this together. Why would you treat us like this? Why would you just do this? It's not you. Um, and... Um, there, there's like a lot of back and forth between Kaz and mm-hmm. Jesper um, and Kaz gives a low blow and is like why you're just like 
to get another losing hand? Are you going to let down your family and your friends? Cause that's all you've done. Your dad doesn't even know the reason. Like, does your dad know why he's going to lose his farm? Did you tell Inej what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jesper's again, hurt, but he tells Kathy's like, I made a mistake. Like I've done so much good okay. and you're not going to, you're not going to forgive me for this. And then Kaz says, quote, <laughs> quote, what do you think my forgiveness looks like, Jordy? And it's like all the air is sucked out of the room. Like, this is my second favorite part in this entire book. And the first one's my first favorite at the very end. But like, when I read this the first time, I shit you not, my mouth was like, I had to pick my jaw off the floor. Yeah. I was like, and in the best possible way, this is a compliment in the best possible way. It made me think of Finding Nemo when Marlon and Dory are in the whale's mouth. And she's like, mm-hmm. uh, let me talk to the whale. I can do this. And Marlon goes, you think you can do these things, but you just can't, Nemo. And it's like, oh, that's the real issue. That's uh, what we've been talking about. And so when Kaz goes, what do you think my forgiveness looks like, Jordy? It's like, oh, crap. I knew this was coming Just, and I still oh, read it, it through building again. and building and building. And it was like, because and this, I just, there's, there's a lot oh. happening right now because it's still in Wyland's point of view. Kaz yes. and Jesper are fighting and they've never like, like for real fought. fought like this. And that Jesper asks who Jordy is. And Kaz, I can just, I can just see the cast in my head in this like circular, like clock tower room, like with everyone positioned in different places mm-hmm. and just the beat of silence and then like ugh, yeah like I can't remember his name right now I think it's Kit something who plays Jesper Kit Young yeah I knew I remember it was Kit and the only kid I could think of is Harrington and I was like no that's yeah. not it I that's just... what it is I was thinking what his last name was earlier today I was like it's not Kit Young because that's Jesper that's funny okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we had we had our kits switched yeah <laughs> um I can just hear his like quiet voice like after that beat of silence just who the hell is Jordy yeah I know oh (laughs) and then like that Kaz that Kaz doesn't even realize that he said Jordy instead of Jesper at first he's like why is everybody looking at me this way and Mm -hmm. he's like no like and I can see a Freddie Carter's expressions as Kaz just yeah he's such his like eyes and eyebrow acting is so good like he has such facial control I can just see like that slackening and then the wall going back up I like I need it I need it it. like I need oxygen to survive I need Mm -hmm. it so bad Uh, and so Kaz quickly gains regains his composure um and shoots it right back at Jesper and Mm -hmm. it's like um what do you want from me like you had my trust and you broke it and Jesper is really upset because he's like, one time I made a mistake. Um, and again, more back and forth Just, fighting. Yeah. Kaz takes some low blows and telling Jesper, like, no matter what he does, he can't win. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, Jesper swings and hits Kaz. And Kaz and Jesper start fighting, um, like fist fighting. And like Wylan is looking around at everyone thinking someone stop someone stop this madness <laughs> um and he's like Inej she's like mm, um he's Kaz isn't using his cane and Nina's like Jesper hasn't shot him and Matthias is like they're fine they're just they need to work it out yeah. um 
And so they're fighting and everyone else is just letting it happen. And then all of a sudden the door opens and Colm comes in and he yells, Jasper Lewin Fahey. Is that, are you in? Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Yes. <laughs> Which is why everybody makes fun of him for it. I Jasper Llewellyn only... Fahey. That is enough. I wrote the margins, finally a father for these parentless children. <laughs> like, uh, they need a voice of reason. And Jesper and Kaz both stop fighting. <laughs> it's like that scene in the Aristocats where they're all fighting and the little mouse is trying to trying to pick the lock, actually, on the <laughs> chest. And he can't hear because they're all like, but he goes, quiet. And they all like stop mid-fight, like, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Like he kind of shocks the boys, like, like suddenly they're 17, like what their actual age should be. Like, Ooh, sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Colm wants an explanation, and he's like, look what is happening here you know i thought you were friends yeah <laughs> he's like i have been very patient jesper follow me right now um it's like the quiet fury um, yes he even gives like, him like the, the classic parent like quote i want you down here before i count to 10 or i will tan your hide so you don't sit for two <laughs> Uh, and then Colm leaves and Nina's like, ooh, you're in trouble. <laughs> just like, just like children. Yeah. And then uh, Jesper tells um, Matthias, he's like, oh, well, um, hey, Matthias, Nina let um, Smee grope her butt. So he would be <laughs> upset. <laughs> they're just like, they they're, are, they're children right now. They're just like lashing out at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then Inej is like, did you see Llewellyn? <laughs> um, and uh, before Jesper follows his dad, he kind of like tries to reach out to Kaz. Um, and Kaz is staring into the distance, staring off into the horizon. Um, <laughs> and then Wyland starts it off and asks, is that? And Jesper finishes. Yes gaming face and Matthias says definitely and so it used to just be Jesper who was like oh that's definitely his scheming face now it's Wyland Jesper and Matthias um and they everyone all everyone has him clocked now no and then Kaz tells him I know how to do it I'm gonna get like um he says quote um how to get Kuwait out get the Grisha out get our money beat Van Eck and get that son of a bitch Pekka Rollins everything he has coming to him um and he we now have a plan and he tells them Kuwait's going to sacrifice himself, um, but, like, not really. He has a plan, but, again, giving everyone the bare minimum. Um, Always. He's going to be the prize. And that's the end of part four. And now on to part five, kings and queens. So good. And chapter 24 is in Jesper's point of view. Uh, This chapter is painful to me. Oh, I... Okay, what's your favorite part in the book? Oh, I know. You know it. that's my bad because I put in the Instagram <laughs> caption that the, the, um, in this last chapter was your favorite part when he says Jordy. That is um, like one of my favorite parts, but it's not my absolute favorite part. Well, not I, I'm a liar. <laughs> I surprisingly only cried twice reading this book the first time I read it. Um, and that the, the one that I'm thinking about is the yeah, second time we'll I cried. So chapter 24 is in Jesper's point of view and he uh, tries to freshen himself up as he's walking to go find his dad. Like scrubbing um, his face. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And um, 
his dad or before he gets there um he hears someone call jesper and it's a nege and a is mm-hmm. behind him and um he didn't hear her come to come towards him like he didn't hear her of course he didn't yeah um and then he's thinking kaz is right you're the reason that she almost died and he before he starts to apologize he starts to apologize and she interrupts and says that's not what i came for jesper um we all have weak spots and jesper's like do you what's yours Mm -hmm. um and everybody knows we know (laughs) she's like y'all basically (laughs) um but mostly cast but mostly (laughs) um uh he tells her he's like you don't even know what i did and she asked him to tell her and so he tells her that he was in a lot of debt and um, was in deep with Pecker Rollins and like let it slip that they were going to be out of town. But um, like, he didn't know that it would do this. And, and as finishes like, Oh, then Cass has been punishing you ever since then. And Jesper says that he deserves it. Um, and he and Inej have like a really nice heart to heart. And she tells him that the Suli don't have a word for, I'm sorry. They just try to be better. And he's like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm there yet. And she's like, well, you, you can try and like kind of encourages him. Yeah. You can like, you can, you can really see their brother and sister relationship in this dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You really can. Um, and, uh, she's, she tells him that every time he, he plays cards, every time, every time he takes another sip, it's, it's poison. Um, and sh- that he has to find another way to heal that part of himself. Yeah. And so he's thinking, um, or oh, she says this quote, there's a lot of good quotes. In these there's chapters. a lot of really good quotes in these chapters. Quote, stop treating your pain. Like it's something you imagined. If you see the wound is we- real, then you can heal it. Oh, get her damn. Oh, get her damn. That's so good. So good. And so he's thinking about what Inej is saying, what Matthias had said, like how his sickness might manifest in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just tells her that he'll try and that's the best he can do. And he like grabs her hand and kisses, kisses the back of her hand, which is really sweet. I love mm-hmm. their relationship because we don't get a lot of one-on-one. We don't get Inej and Jesper one-on-one. And I love that we do in this. Yeah. Um, and uh, she encourages Jesper to tell his dad the truth. And he asks if she would do the same, like tell her parents everything if she had the chance. And he's like, yeah. she's like, I don't know, but I would, I would love to have that option. Um, and so we get a jump forward. Jesper finds his dad um, cleaning up after them. And he's like, oh, you don't have to do that. He's like, well, who else is going to do it? And it's like your children. Yeah. Um, and so um, Colm is asking him questions and Jesper kind of tells him, He's, he tells him the whole story about how he got into debt, how all this happened, um, and that he had put the farm, the loan from the farm on the line. Yeah. Um, and his dad is kind of feeling guilty, but he's like, I knew the farm life wasn't for you, but I shouldn't have sent you here. Um, and then Jesper asks him, why didn't you send me to Ravka? Because he's Grisha. And Jesper immediately, or sorry, Colm immediately says that was not even an option. We're um, confronting wounds in this yeah. chapter. We, Jesper said, we are digging deep. Um, and <laughs> so all because we about to go. And all of a sudden Jesper gets a super strong flashback. Um, and it was the man who had come to the door initially asking for his mom's help. Um, and 
uh, he's telling, the man is telling Colm that Leone, the little girl that his mom saved, is Zawa, blessed. Mm. Um, and that there's teachers and... In- <laughs> 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 <I'm- laughs> um, <laughs> there's teachers in Rapa who can help them use their powers. And Colm says, uh, nope, Jesper's, Jesper's not Zawa. Nope, sorry. Uh, not here. <laughs> Um, and he threatens the man that if he ever comes on his property again, he'll shoot him. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is all coming out of fear. Um, and Jesper, yes. Jesper asks his dad if he is Zawa, and his dad's like, "Do not say that ever in this house. Like, you do not, not speak the name of the vampire who committed this monstrosity." I don't give a f. His name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then it's all coming out of fear because his dad tells him, quote, I won't let it take you too. Mm-hmm. Um, he, cause his dad is blaming his, his mom's powers on that killing her. He's like, I'm not going to take you too. But then he tells him, do you want to go with them? If you, if you want to, you can go. But like he gives him the guilt. choice, yeah. but he also guilted him. Yeah. Just for feeling guilt. Cause he doesn't want to leave his dad alone, especially after just losing his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we're back in the front and or in the present in the front in the front (laughs) i mean i guess that's a way of thinking about time yeah whatever i'm tired (laughs) it's Um, front facing (laughs) sure um it's it's a it's ahead of you you know yeah um and jesper tells his dad that he's gonna find a way to make it better um that he wants to be a better person and his dad his dad tells him i didn't raise you to be a gambler and i didn't raise you to be a criminal and jesper kind of laughs a little bit and says dad, you did, you, I have to lie my entire life about being a Grisha. And so I just, I just did it. And Colm's like, well, I did it to keep you safe. He's like, yeah, but I had this gift and you didn't let me use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like his, intentional or not. Here are the consequences. Yeah. And his dad says, quote, it's not a gift. It's a curse. It would have killed you the same way it killed your mother. Again, this fear of losing Jesper Mm-hmm. And then his, oh, again, a good quote. His de- Jasper tells his dad, "Quote: I'm dying anyway, Da. I'm just doing it slow." Mm-hmm. Truth box dropping. Um, and so that he leaves his dad at that, and we get a little bit of a jump, and he starts <laughs> he starts walking forward, um, and doesn't really know what to do. He wants to go gambling after that stressful, but he's like, "I can't do that." Mm-hmm. Um, and so as he, <laughs> I hate this part. I, I full on for multiple reasons. I hate this part. As he's walking, he looks inside a room and sees Wyland sitting at a piano, just kind of playing one note, um, you know, mindlessly. And Jesper's like, oh, that's a good beat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, distraction. Um, and uh, Jesper asks Wylan, you want to get out of here? And you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. And, um, (laughs) and then Wylan stands up and goes toward Jesper. Um, and, uh, Jesper's thinking, you know what? It's not, he doesn't look quite like Wylan, but if he has to look like something else, this isn't the worst thing um, to happen. Uh, like, it's not the worst package that he could look like. And um, <laughs> Wyland grins at him and Jesper kisses him slowly. 
um, to give him the chance to back back away. Um, but uh, Jesper also notes that he he wanted to kiss Wyland since the first time he saw him. Again, love at first sight. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that um, when uh, Wyland started working with them at some point it had turned into not just like a little fling it had turned into adoration um and longing I will say um does that sound right yeah I would say so yeah um and then uh he like gives Wyland the chance to pull away but Wyland deepens the kiss and they're kissing and Jess was thinking this is not what I thought it would feel like. Are not the sparks that I thought. Yeah. And he's like, am I out of practice? Like, is, is Wylan a bad kisser? Is, am I a bad kisser? And then he pulled, he like pulls away from the kiss and sees Kauai standing in the door. And Ugh. then Jesper asks, um, what are you staring at? Like, do uh, the shoe not kiss before noon? Like, you got a problem? And then Kauai says, quote, I wouldn't know. And then he realizes uh, that's not Kuwait. Uh, <laughs> and so we find out that Jesper actually kissed Kuwait and Wyland was in the doorway. <laughs> I hate this part. Like, I cannot stand it. It's so funny. And uh, then he, Jesper looks at the at Kuwait, who he just kissed, and uh Kuei is grinning up at him like oh. he's he's like the cat that ate the canary right now like he caused chaos because he, he kissed kn- somebody Kuei knows that ugh. Jesper likes Wylan and that he probably thought it was Wylan that's why he didn't say anything didn't that talk. he just got up um and then Jesper tries to follow Wylan and um tries to tell him oh it was a mistake and Wylan just says Cav wants us in the next room ugh and Jesper's thinking, how could I have been so dumb? They look so different. I know who Wylan is. Like, there are uh, so many differences between them. But he was so rattled that he just found his distraction. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then Jesper um, gets mad at Quay, like, you should have said something. Um, and Quay's like, oh, you were really brave on Black Veil. And, you know, if we're all going to die, might as well. <laughs> okay. And when the, the first time I read this book, I took that at face value of like, okay, he's just a kid trying to get his rocks off because he thinks he's going to die. But rereading it, I'm like, you manipulative mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to get Jesper's attention this whole book. Yeah. And I did not catch it the first mm-hmm. time through. Same. But I'm just like... Oh, I hate this part. I hate it. I have like secondhand embarrassment. I feel so sad for Wyland. Like, I feel so sad. Like, I'm like, if I'm Wyland, I'm embarrassed. If I'm Jesper, I'm embarrassed. If I'm Kuwait, I should be embarrassed, but I am not. I just, I hate it. And then I've already talked a little bit about how I know she didn't intend for it to be yellow face. And like, we don't need to rehash Mm -hmm. the conversation, but that whole sequence just icked me out a little bit because of that as well piled on with the teen angst secondhand embarrassment I was like I gotta go take a shower I'm done with this book right now (laughs) like I was so mad the first time I read it I was like this is dumb this one I knew it was coming and I was laughing on the plane I was like it's funny I feel really bad for Wylan oh but oh my gosh and that's the end of chapter 24 because it's just awful and you know like I'm sure 
people have flirted with other people to elicit jealousy in someone else but that's not even what this is this is just straight up deception by a little shit it just bugs me you almost gotta give (laughs) kuwe props honestly for like shooting his shot the way he did he's like because because it also jesper's like you can actually probably speak kurtz pretty well can't you and he's like yeah actually i'm actually not horrible at it like go off on that get your get your bag i guess but i just hate it like every angle i'm twisting it around in my mind like a rubik's cube like maybe this this and this. no i just can't stand it it makes me so so upset i'm really i'm heated i'm really upset by it i do not like it it bugs me (laughs) i'm sorry it's okay so Uh on to chapter (laughs) twenty. Uh, the chapter 25 in Matthias's point of view um and uh Matthias notes that Nina had asked Colm to order more waffles um and that uh there was they were all Harry's sitting together Harry's a cream Harry's a cream can you imagine Matthias I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream yes. <laughs> so funny oh my gosh did you see the post that I think Daniel Galligan had today of like some behind the scenes pictures no Oh, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, Look it up. (laughs) um, I like parked and like got on Instagram for five minutes and I was like, (laughs) and then I had to go. (laughs) My jaw on the floor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, so anyway, they're in the room and um, uh, Matthias notes that Jesper keeps looking at Wylan, um, who it looked like was deliberately ignoring him. And Nina was next to Matthias and they were all kind of around each other, sitting mm-hmm. this little band of misfits together as a family. Um, and uh, Matthias also notes that Nina's close to him and that even though in, in mm-hmm. Fierda, this would be, they don't, they Indecent. wouldn't show, yeah, they wouldn't show this much public affection that he couldn't stand the idea that she would could be far, far away from him. <laughs> um, and so Nina kindly, finally speaks up and is like, um, she has, <laughs> I, this is kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. She speaks up while licking like strawberries, strawberry juice off her hands. And Matthias, go off. <laughs> Matthias notes, um, uh, quote, licking strawberry juice from her fingers in a way that thoroughly defeated Matthias's ability to form a rational thought. <laughs> <laughs> he admits it. He knows. Honestly, yeah, he's only human. Yeah. And uh, so Nina's like, okay, Kaz, what's the plan? And so Kaz um, says that Kuwait is going to sell himself at auction um, and everyone thinks that he's crazy, but Kaz says, no, um, any Kirch citizen, any free citizen in Kirch has the right to sell their own indenture. It's the law, it's trade. There's nothing more holy in Kirch um, than being able to auction yourself off. So like, even if the merchant council didn't want him to do that, they would have to because- That's too damn bad. Yeah, it's it's a law that no no matter who you are, you can't break. Which is is so whack. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, And so- Entirely whack. Yeah, so Nunez is like, okay, so you want him to go to the highest bidder um, and Kaz is like, no, to our highest bidder, um, we're going to fix it so that um, Kauai gets to go to Rabka. And mm-hmm. Wylan's like, my dad's never going to let that happen. He's like, okay, well, guess what? Um, <laughs> Your dad I, is not in charge. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, there's nothing that he can do. Um, and even if the shoe come, Fierda comes, everyone 
knows where Kuwait is, they cannot stop this. Um, mm-hmm. That the merchant council and everyone like official is bound by the law and by holy law as well. Um, yeah. To keep this sanctioned properly. Like it's pretty airtight. Yes. Um, and so Kaz tells them that with this, um, oh, I guess sneeze. Okay. We're good. I think. Also alarm. Also alarm. Uh, and so, um, they're kind of going back and forth saying, there's no way this is going to work, like blah, 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 blah. And then Nej kind of brings up, well, you know what, I can get to the embassy, I can get word to the embassy, um, like no worries. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Nina says, hey, tell them a little bit more about your friend that you mentioned. <laughs> the freaking white. The strange, strange, horrible person. Freaking white. That's what I'm going to call her. Um, yeah. She's like, oh, um, this girl's been hired by Pecker Rollins, um, and she beat me. And Matthias immediately speaks up and is like, someone beat you in hand-to-hand like, combat? Like, that's not possible. Yeah. Uh, Matthias, who's like twice the size of an edge. Right. I love it. But he has so much respect for her. He really, even like when he was plotting on how to take them down when they first busted him out of Hellgate, he was like, hmm, I, I shouldn't trifle with her. Yeah, he knew. Um, and real so, recognizes real. Yeah. And so uh, Kaz asks who it is, and Inej tells them her name's Dunyasha. They call her the White Blade. And Matthias speaks up and says, She's Oh, I've heard of her. She is a freak. Um, <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> I've heard well, of her. No. She's a weirdo. Um, but he tells them that uh, the Duskella gathered intelligence on her because she allegedly has claim to the Lansop throne. Um, and uh, that she has lands off blood and is a contender for the throne, but that they ultimately realize that she was crazy um, and <laughs> not trustworthy. Insane. I wrote, where are we? Duh. <laughs> They're like, oh, we could install her as our shadow monarch. And they met her and they're like, nah, we're good. And if the like, Fjordans are like, yeah. yeah, we're good. Do you know how bad you have to be the, for, for the Fjordans to say- are- you're a little are nuts you're a little too crazy for us that's bad <laughs> we'll pass i think we're gonna stick with indentured grisha slaves <laughs> like, like that's bad yeah um and uh uh dinyasha or sorry anej tells them that oh dinyasha had like surprise i love that did you just cut that out yeah that's just amazing to- just totally aimlessly it kind of looks like a mask but also kind of looks like a fancy uterus (laughs) i can definitely see that hands off (laughs) looks like a little crab it does there's a lot of things that it could be wow creative it's a a, what's it a warshock blot that psychological where they what do you see on this side what does it tell me that i saw a fancy uterus i don't know Jordan and I are once again over Zoom. Um, we are in two different states. Though we be miles apart, we still share one brain. I thought you were going <laughs> to say one uterus. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm off by a week. One brain cell. <laughs> I blame it. I blame it on on travel and us yeah. not being able to like be in person. But it's, it's true. Fine. It's fine. We were uh, synced up, but now I'm off no. by a week. 
Yeah, all the listeners need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're demystifying that's female that's anatomy. Fine. It should yeah. be a fine and normal thing to talk about. It is. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, free the so, tatas. <laughs> um, so they are. Nina asks how Pekka found the hideout, and they don't really know. Um, but Matthias also notes that no one really wants to know so that they don't feel guilt because they mm-hmm. always worry about each other and they mm-hmm. take the guilt like to the upteenth level. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kaz like responds to them and uh, or Anej um, saying that she can get word to the embassy. He's like, okay, good. But mm-hmm. he hesitates and Matthias notes, oh, he likes her. Even homeschool Matthias even lump of country muscle Matthias is like oh there are feelings there mm-hmm. um and uh Nina tries to flirt with Matthias again and then is like um but also Rabka can't win the auction because Rabka has no money and Matthias is like oh I knew that she's like really you can pretend for me she's um, like seriously yeah and uh uh Kaz is like um the merchant council is gonna bankroll them um and Jesper's like what and Wylan is also like mm-hmm. they can't do that everyone's real confused and so Kaz then explains um that uh uh sorry where are we um that although the merchant council can't interfere with its outcome um uh, Kuwait and his, uh, sorry, da, 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 da. where are we? Um, that they know that, that the council knows that everyone knows that because Kuwait and his dad had asked for um, mm-hmm. refuge status from the Kurch, but the Kurch didn't want to do it because it would signify that their allegiance um, in like the political warfare. Um, mm-hmm. But um, that uh, Van Eck has been buying up all the Jurda farms um, and when the secret of Perem is released that he'll control the supply. Um, so they're going to do it by buying up Jurda and getting them essentially, it's kind of confusing when you read it. It is, it is. So, it's like they're manipulating the free market yeah. because they know that the council of like the Mercer council who are both like denizens of the free market, but also have a stake in this auction are going to use their power and privilege to try and influence the Jurda trade. Yes. So essentially they're going to have a fake Jurda farmer um, and the council is going to invest in him and they're going to use that money and give it to Rabka so that Rabka can win the auction. Um, and they're like, who's going to do that? They know what all our faces look like. And Cass tells them Colm is going to. And Jesper absolutely like, does not absolutely agree. not. Um, he's like, no, he has to, he is a Jurda farmer. Um, they don't mm-hmm. know what his face looks like. Um, and they're like, how are you going to do this? Colm immediately agrees and says, well, we're mm-hmm. going to, um, but then Kaz told them he's not going to go by Colm Fahey. He's going to go, he's a farmer from Leash. Um, and his name, uh, he's a farmer from Leash. His family has been there for generations. Um, and he has holdings in Novizem and in Kirch. Um, and he's going to go by the name Johannes Rittfeld. Rittfeld. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 
Um, and Jesper immediately is like, okay, and who is that for real? Yeah. And uh, Cass says it's not important. Um, was that his dad? Yeah, Johannes. I bet that's his dad. Um, so what do you which, want to bet he got back some of the property that Pekka took from him and Jordy to have those holdings uh, there for a time such as this? Oh my gosh. Gosh dang it. You're right. Just uh, um, uh, my heart. <laughs> um, and so Colm agrees and uh, Jesper's trying to talk him out of it. He's like, no, I have to. Um, and uh, so this is the plan. And everyone's kind of questioning it, wondering if it's actually going to work. Um, and they're like, it's going to, the auctions are going to be at the Church of the Barter mm-hmm. in front of the altar. It's holy. Also, um, Matthias and I are going to stand up there with him. And everyone is like, you're so dumb. But again, with the <laughs> law, no one can arrest them or hurt them until yeah. after the auction. Their visibility will be their protection. Yes. Um, and so even with everyone there, they're like, we can do it. And so Kaz has this plan. Again, it's kind of confusing to understand. Hopefully we explain it as best we could. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the council to invest in Colm, aka Johannes Ritveld, in these Jurita farms. And they're going to use that money to give to Ravka so Ravka can win um the auction yeah um they basically they're going into it knowing that it's going to be a sham auction so they're shamming the sham auction yes basically um and then uh Kaz tells them that they're going to need a bigger crew for the job and Matthias tells him quote Demian this is not a risk worth taking he straight up called him demon (laughs) but it's gone from like a place of like fear and hate anger to almost like a nickname like mm-hmm. like it's affectionate mm-hmm. it's kind of funny like you wily devil we shouldn't do yeah. this yeah <laughs> like, i love it and kaz is like you know this is my town i'm gonna take it back really um and uh nina again brings up the grisha and he's like you know what mm-hmm. um quote or sorry um she she's worried about the grisha, grisha and then kaz stands up and says quote um I know the one thing the city is frightened of more than the shoe, the Fjordans, and all the gangs of the barrel together. And Nina, you're going to give it to them. <sighs> Which, what does that mean? Uh, I have no clue. Truly, after his outburst at Jesper, and I think we'll see this borne out here in like the last quarter of the book, he stops thinking like a merch, stops thinking mm-hmm. like Pekka, and starts thinking like Kaz. Yeah. Like he starts, but, he stops seeing the things that he was perceiving as weakness as weakness. Mm-hmm. And it's like leveraging it to his advantage, like yeah. using his dad's name, using a mystery tool that'll come in handy later. Like instead of seeing his past as this thing that needed to be like made into myth and mm-hmm. lied about, like he's now making it his strength to take yeah. these assholes down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I wrote again, I wrote quote, I don't need to quote myself. (laughs) I wrote, I wrote, and I quote, (laughs) I wrote again, he has a plan and he is giving them the absolute bare minimum. (laughs) And that's so that we get the bare minimum as the reader. But it also, I love that it builds like this tension and frustration within the cast of the book too. (laughs) Like we're all in it together. It makes you feel like you're one of the crows. Like, well, what's going on? What are we doing? What is your plan? Look, I like to know, 
I need a, the from A to Z. I need every detail you can possibly give. And I so mean, I would in the room be, where it happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that TikTok I sent you of the guy dancing in the rain to Hamilton. I was like, yes. literally us. Honestly, um, though. <laughs> um, but that is the end of chapter 25. Um, and join us next week for chapters 26 through 30, um, where we kind of start to get into this plan. <laughs> We're getting Jordy. so close. You said 30 and I was like, wait. <laughs> Jordy and I know it's coming up. And uh, are we prepared? No. There are so many feelings to feel. Will we cry? Yes. <laughs> Multiple times. Also, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Will we wear wigs? <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the last episode when we brought that up and it kind of bothered me that we didn't do the entire thing. So the we have to skit. do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you wear wigs? No. Have you worn wigs? <laughs> no. You're a beautiful man. Beautiful man. Beautiful Will man. you wear wigs? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> when will you fail wigs? <laughs> have you heard it set to under the sea? Like, will you wear yes. wigs? <laughs> yeah. No, I have not. It's so good. Have also, no, I have not. <laughs> you were in Flipper, <laughs> a beautiful movie. The dolphin is dead. <laughs> Died in a car accident. And he just goes, <laughs> like, just loses it laughing. <laughs> it's so funny oh, oh. I, I found out that they did that they filmed them at the same time but that um what's his name the one that isn't elijah white yeah um was not like they were in the same room it was over like a video like an audio platform and so he didn't know it was his castmate who was doing the interview he thought it was just like the most completely out-of-pocket interview he had ever done and that's why he was like maybe <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious it's just oh so gosh. good that is so funny uh, so anyway next week we might wear wigs we, um, <laughs> we might well stay tuned <laughs> um but anyway join us next week for those chapters um if you guys have any questions comments or concerns um you can send us an email at two mourners pod at gmail.com to spell out TWO. Uh, you can s- send us a DM on Instagram um, or you can DM us on TikTok as well. Because yes. um, I think we post funny TikTok. I don't know. I think we're I hilarious. think our TikToks are really good. Huh. I think we're very funny. I look, I listen to these episodes back and I crack myself up. <laughs> I'm busting a gut. <laughs> we are absolutely hilarious. And I really hope everyone else thinks so. <laughs> I think they do. I think they do. I hope so. I really hope you all This do. is for you, dear listeners. We hope yeah. you laughed today. Um, well, they have to. Well, if and if you didn't laugh at this episode, then hopefully um, Bob and Larry go country. <laughs> will <laughs> bring you joy. Laughter is the best medicine. So. It is. It is. And we're going to need it. Um, <laughs> and bringing us right back down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's um, fine. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, happy high school.